Welcome to Learning on the Fly. In this episode, we're going to discuss commuting and why it's a good thing in disguise. With us today is Debbie Rake, Classroom Training Manager and a veteran of commuting, both long and short. Debbie, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for inviting me. I'm excited to discuss this topic. I'm glad to hear that. We've got a great article from Harvard Business Review that this topic is based on. And so let's get started. Debbie, you've got a great point of view as someone who not only has had long and short commutes, but also as someone who frequently travels for work. I recently read an article in the Harvard Business Review about how much our commute factors into our general life happiness and our job satisfaction. It said that since the big quarantine of 2020 ended, many people have come to appreciate their commute. Shocking, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know we both had some fairly lengthy commutes over the years, so I thought you were the perfect person to bring on the show and to discuss commuting and ways that people can use it to their advantage. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Tell me a little bit more, if you don't mind, about the article. Well, the article said that prior to the pandemic, long commutes were typically blamed for low job satisfaction and an increased risk of mental health issues. But in 2020, many Americans were working remotely, and those numbers continued to rise, leading researchers to conclude that maybe every commute isn't quite as bad as we thought, just the really, really long ones. Wow. So, So they were saying that the unhappiness rose without a commute? Exactly. But couldn't some of that unhappiness just be attributed to the fact that we were in the middle of a worldwide pandemic? I suppose it could because it was an event for all of us. But the research in the article primarily focused on the commute as it's relative to your work. I wonder why people were so dissatisfied. I enjoyed working remotely even though some of my commute typically has been a relatively short one, like 15 minutes or so. Well, it turns out we need that mental delineation to help us separate our work life from our home life. And when we lose our commute entirely, it causes problems maintaining that balance. I get it. So I can see that, but an awful lot of people sure liked the convenience of working remotely. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people did and do. (laughs) I know for me, losing my commute, though, it meant losing my reading time. So as a working adult, I have a lot of responsibility to my home and my family, and so my leisure time's limited. Mm-hmm. When I get in the car, that's my chance to read via audiobook. And so when I went virtual, I lost that reading time. Yeah. So what's the reason a commute is so important? Did any of the research from that article that you mentioned indicate why we need that break in our mindset? Actually, yes. It turns out humans are wired for routine. We crave routine. Shocking, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Coming from the routine queen. (laughs) We crave routine, even in our little things like making coffee, feeding the dog, walking the dog before work. Those things are important to us. They give us that sense of personal and professional sides of our lives. And the commute gives us a moment to switch our professional identities on before we get to the office. So, kind of like... Superman and his phone booth switcheroo, huh? Exactly. (laughs) So here in the DHHR, a lot of our people really had to continue their commute throughout quarantine, as well as travel for their jobs beyond just a traditional home and back commute. But they can take heart because the studies show that people who continued to commute during quarantine had better mental health outcomes than those who were working remotely. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Any idea why? 
Well, the article said it was a result of that important separation of work and home mm -hmm. that encouraged better job satisfaction and helped people form stronger connections once they did get home. Some of that probably had to do with the social aspect of being in the office, too. So, if someone really dreads their commute, what can they do to improve it? Did the article mention anything or give you any suggestions on what they can do? Yes, it definitely did. It depends on what kind of commute they're undertaking. If they're headed home for the day, they can use it to shut off their work brain. Mm -hmm. um, they can play their favorite songs, listen to a podcast, maybe audiobooks are their thing. You can yeah. call a friend or a family member, hands-free, of course. That's kind of cool. So, what if... <clears throat> What if it's part of their official work days, like someone's headed into court or maybe they're going to visit a client? Well, again, that depends. What works for one person may not work for another person, and it can vary from day to day and situation to situation. Maybe they need some time to decompress. Yeah. That's a great time to use white noise, pink noise, brown noise. There are lots of playlists out there that have really colorful <laughs> yes, yeah. colorful. They also have calming frequencies that help you reset and reconnect with yourself. That's cool, yeah. Some apps or radio stations have nature sounds and that can really help to slow down an overactive, busy brain and help people process emotions. I know some of our jobs can be difficult and we need that moment to kind of reset. I can attest. I've used those nature sounds sometimes before, even in Cubeland, to kind of like tone out some of the background noise to stay focused on something. It's so, really helpful. Yeah, I like them. Maybe they're looking for something to engage and occupy their mind while they're headed to their next appointment. That would be a great time to listen to our employee development podcast, a little <laughs> plug there, yeah. or find another podcast that's related to their field. As you know, Debbie, yeah. professional development comes in many forms, and microlearning has been one of the new ways to increase understanding on the go. Oh, those micro-learning opportunities have been huge. People really have taken to them nicely, so... Yeah, yeah we've had mm -hmm. great success with that in our department. Yep. Mm -hmm. Again, like we mentioned earlier, employees could even use their commute to make phone calls that don't require hands-on documentation or use a recording device to dictate notes while their memories are fresh and then they can type them up later. Yeah, I definitely have used that when I was on a longer commute. I like that kind of kept notes audibly. <laughs> so that those that makes sense. There are a lot of different ways to take advantage of a commute and to improve your life, um, both at work and personally. That's so true. We're just about out of time for this episode. So, Debbie, thank you so much for joining us today. As always, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. And thanks to all our listeners for making time to listen to the show. If you have a moment, visit our Google site for a variety of learning opportunities, a lot of micro-learning opportunities, including online courses, upcoming webinars and events, ed talks, e-blasts, of course, podcasts, mm -hmm. and so much more. So until next time, keep learning on the fly.